Today is the 18th of Iyar, which is also the 33rd of the Aymer. And the famous yard site everybody knows about today is? 42 people. Also those people, that's true. Unfortunately, those people. But also, whose famous yard sites are shown by Yochai, they go to his kever, Meron, and all of that. So here's the famous yard site, which, by the way, I'm just going to point down the side for a minute. It's not Pashat that it's his yard site today. Apparently, Sfarim bring down that today was maybe the day he got smicha, the day he shared a lot of Torah. But the fact that it's his yard site today is not so Pashat. But Lamaisa, some Sfarim do bring down, we remember his yard site today. So we can't contradict that. So now I'm not going to get into Rabbi Shimon Yochai today because I'm sure others have talked about him already. But I'm going to tell you about somebody else's yard site is today. And this is somebody who's very, very famous, but I guess less famous no, on Lag Boimer. The other one who passed away today, amongst the many others, but is the, probably the most important Ashkenazi posek in the last thousand of years. No, the Ramah. Today's the Ramah's yard site also. Unbelievable. The Ramah's yard site. Now, it's probably less popularly known than the Rashbi, Rabshan Bar Yochai, but there's a lot to talk about in terms of the Ramah. And specifically, we're going to focus in on the formation of the Shulchan Aruch, which is a tremendous step in Jewish history that I want to discuss today. So who was the Ramah? The Ramah was born in 1530, passed away in 1572, at the age of 42. He passed away very young. There is some discrepancy between the years that he was born, but we'll just go with what Wikipedia says over here. He was born in Poland, and uh, he famously had his shul, Krakow, the Ramah Shul, and he's buried actually next to it. I was in the Ramah Shul, actually. And I stood in a place that there's a plaque that says, here is, we have tradition that the Ramah used to daven. Mamash here. I was in a shul in Poland. Amazing. Amazing thing. You can sit in if you like. Just don't disturb. So, this is Ramosha Isterlis, better known as the Ramah. In terms of Ashkenazi Psak, we look at him today probably is the most important posek in Ashkenazi history in a certain way because he codified Ashkenazi Psak. Now, apparently the Ramah was extremely wealthy and when he moved back to Krakow when he was a little older, he started a yeshiva and he supported the yeshiva on his own. I want to really just focus in on one specific point about the Ramah, about the Ramah specifically, which is regarding the Shulchan Aruch, the formation of the Shulchan Aruch. This is a big deal. See, until the days of the Ramah, until that time, which was the 1600s, let's say, that's when he was, there were poskim, there were Sfarim on Psak Halacha, but it wasn't so much that there was a safer codified Halacha for the masses to read. During the days of the Ramah, there was another Torah giant whose name was, anybody know who codified Sephardic Psak? Rav Yosef Cairo, thank you, thank you, Benji. Rav Yosef Cairo, who was at the time living near Tzfat, he was living in a little village near Tzfat, he codified Shulchan Aruch, which is called literally the arranged table, the set table, but he codified this sefer that was to be, and, and be, till today, probably again, like the Ramah for Ashkenazim, the most important sefer for Sfardim in terms of Psak Halacha. Now he wrote his Psak Halacha, of the Shulchan Aruch for Svardim, based on three Gedolei Rishonim. Who were the three major Rishonim that he used to write his Sefer? The Rambam. Rambam. Anyone else? Three major Rishonim, no? Rambam, Rosh, 
and Rif. Now, out of those three, they were all Sephardic. The Rush had Sephardic influences, although he was Ashkenazi, but two out of the three were Sephardic. So it's the Beis Yosef Sakim, what he wrote as the Shulchan Aruch, it's also called the Beis Yosef or another Sefer, became what is known Psak Halacha till today, and actually, interestingly enough, let's bring it till today, the Beis the Rav Yosef, Yosef, his whole thing was, we have to go back to what was in terms of the Psakim of the Beis Yosef, Rav Yosef Cairo, even though there were other Shittas later that brought different Psakim. But anyways, that is Sephardic Psak today. At the same time in history, roughly the same time, we had the Ramah in Poland who was codifying Ashkenazi Psak. Now he included in his book of Ashkenazi Psak other things other than those three major Rishonim, including major Balitosvas. So very often that becomes the discrepancy between the two. Now, so what happens? So you have this major halachic work for Sephardim in Eretz Yisrael actually was being worked on, then it was Palestine, but uh, being worked on by the Beis Yosef, by Rav Yosef Cairo. And in Poland, you have Rav Moshe Israelis, the Ramah, writing up this codified, organized Ashkenazi book of Psak. They caught wind of each other working on this, and after the Beis Yosef, Rav Yosef Cairo had published his work for Sephardic Psak, the Ramah decided that he would call his work the Mapa, Hamapa. What does Hamapa literally mean? Tablecloth. Because the Shulchan Aruch is the arranged table. So he called it Hamapa, it's a euphemism, play on words, is that it was the tablecloth for the table. Now what ended up happening was, from the 1570s roughly and on, every edition of Shulchan Aruch included both of their works together. Therefore, if you're Sephardic, you can open it up and know what you have to do. And if you're Ashkenazi, you can open it up and know what you have to do. This was a tremendous step in Jewish history. Until today, we utilize the Shulchan Aruch. It's the most basic staple in terms of Psak Halacha. Certainly there's many post giments far and written before that and after that, till today. Uh, Mishnah Bruri could talk about also, primary and important. But in terms of Ikar Adin, Psak Halacha, you look at the Shulchan Aruch, that's the works of Rav Yosef Cairo and Ramosha Israelis. Now, I want to just explain something amazing about this. Is the Ramah, by agreeing that the, his Sefer should be stuck with the Beis Yosef, of Yosef Cairo's Sefer, it didn't just give him credibility in terms of his own Sefer, but more than that, it showed that this isn't just a Das Yachid, because wherever he doesn't argue on the Shulchan Aruch, he agrees with the Shulchan Aruch, he agrees with Rav Yosef Cairo. So what emerged was, we had this united halachic psak that any Jew pretty much, there are some who don't follow, like the Temanim notably follow the Rambam, but outside of that, any Jew could pretty much open it up and know what the Psak Halacha in any matter in Halacha pretty much would be based on this compiled writings. I just want to finish off with one point, which is an amazing thing, is that really the difference between, what's the difference between in Mishnayis language? In Mishnayis language between somebody that's an ignoramus and somebody that's a Torah scholar. What do Mishnayis call Talmidei Chachamin? What do they call them? What do Talmidei Chacham call them Mishnayis? Anybody know? That, that's true. But no, when you're talking not a specific person, but in general, it calls Talmidei Chacham Chaverim. That's what it calls them, Mishnayis, or a Chaver. Other ones are called Amaratzim, Ameoretz, nations of the land. The difference between the two is what's your focal point? If your focal point is the importance of Torah, so then, when somebody else says something in Torah, not somebody who maybe looks like you or wears the same clothes as you, but if he's a reliable halachic authority, 
Even if he's different from a different country, he has credence and you value what he has to say. That's not, that's not true. Yeah, meaning they probably think they're smarter than the Allahic authorities. But what emerges then is, the reason they're called chaverim is because ultimately, people that really value Torah, they're connected with others who really value Torah. Meaning to say, if I really value Torah and you say something intelligent in Torah, I'm, just gonna knock, I'm not going to knock you down because perhaps you look different or speak different or sound different or whatever. I'm going to really want to know what you have to say. Ultimately, the achdus of the Jewish people, the uniting factor of the Jewish people, is Torah. That's what gives us credibility and value till today. And so therefore, this, this idea, this merger between the Ramah and the Beis Yosef, actually, it shows that's what, that's what Talmud Chacham really are. They have different psakim in many cases, that's true. But there's one safer, and that gives credibility to both till today. So today, the 18th of E.R., 33rd day of the Oimer is the yard site, as we said, of the Rashbi, Rav Shem Bar Yochai, but also of Rav Moshe Israelis, the Ramah, and our learning today is Shabila Ilo Nishma Sam.